A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Namihi nui and welcome to Our Changing World from RNZ National. Listen to this. It's the rural or moorpork with one of its less characteristic calls. This, along with its more typical moorpork call, are what local residents in Parts of Banks Peninsula are listening out for at night as part of a citizen science project to find out how well the birds are doing in the area. The rural is our only surviving native owl and while it's still considered to be relatively common, numbers may be declining in some places. Veronica joins local Alison Evans and Department of Conservation Scientist Moira Pride for a night walk and she meets the keen and handy men at the Akaroa Men Shed who are giving Ruru a helping hand with their deluxe nesting boxes. Hello, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah. Let me introduce you to Veronica. Hello. Hello. Good day. I'm Hi. turning my mic on as we speak. <laughs> oh, yeah, all right. Yeah. The ladies to enter. Yeah. Good morning. <laughs> Hello, hello. Was there a boat on that? I didn't hear anything, so... No, I think that was it. It was okay. I'm Howard Wilson. I used to be the GP over here in Akaroa for 20 years, between about 1992 and 2012. Just after I retired from the practice here, we ran a a men's health day, um, and as part of that health day, we had the uh, Canterbury Men's Group came over to do some presentations and introduce the concept of, um, of men's sheds. Um, so that's really how it started. At that meeting we asked for people who were interested and we got about sort of 15 or 20 names and it's sort of grown from there. Um, men's sheds, just to give you a bit of an idea of what it's uh, all about, um, it's very widespread in New Zealand, um, very widespread over in Australia and parts of the rest of the world. It's really um, an opportunity for um, men in a community uh, to come together, um, enjoy each other's company, um, share their skills with each other and also do some projects. Now they can be projects that um, uh, the men have themselves, their own projects, or we do community projects. Um, and as you know, one of the community projects that we're doing for the Banks Peninsula Conservation Trust is building some more pork boxes um, so we can try and encourage the more pork to uh, come back and breed on, on, on the peninsula. So um, it's, uh, it's almost a privilege if I could perhaps have a look at the men's shed. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, no, come on, come, come on in. It's taken us um, well, probably about a couple of years to try and find a suitable shed, but we've been uh, well supported by our local community board and the Christchurch City Council, so uh, this is what we've got at the moment. Uh, it, we're yeah. renovating it uh, at the moment, so uh, there's a lot of activity going on with sort of scraping things down and sort of painting and uh, stuff like that, but all of our, um, a lot of our gear has been donated. Uh, we bought a few things. Um, but you can see over there, um, that's where uh, the more pork boxes are being put together. Uh, just put together with a, a, a bit of ply. Um, and um, I think we probably, we started off with a prototype version, and I think we've gone through about 10 or 15 different sort of versions um, and, until we've come to the current one, which is probably a five-star hotel for the Moorpork. For well, the Moorpork, yeah, with um, all sorts of they, entry yeah, points. Yeah, <laughs> they have a nice little entry point, a nice little ledge to sit on. They've, uh, there's ladders for the chicks to come out, and we've got little flaps there so that um, we can sort of observe, clean out and uh, hopefully remove any, anything that shouldn't be a moorpork.
Um, so that's basically um, yeah what, what's going on. So how often do you meet to, to be At the honest? moment we're um, meeting um, every fortnight. Um, I think as as we get this uh, as we get the shit up and running, it may be well it may be more frequent. Um, but um, we will probably, um, yeah, maybe even go to once a week. And men can come at other times. Um, obviously, there's an occupational health and safety thing, so there needs to be at least two people here at any one time. Um, but, um, yeah. Uh, that's John there's, um, I think, just trimming up a little bit of ply. You can hear that in the background. Um, just sort of making um, some parts. I'm not sure if that's a more pork box or not. Might be doing his own thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. John, I don't know, are you, are you well versed in the designs of the more pork boxes now? Uh, well, it's developed over time. John's uh, one of our, our board uh, members and sort of one of the stalwarts of the shed. So, uh, um, yeah, we've, as I say, we've gone through quite a few iterations. But come and, come and have a look at them if yeah, you like. Yeah. It would be nice if you could talk me through just some of those ideas that you've had over time. They were very simple to start with. They were really no, sort of nothing more than a ply screwed together um, on all sides with hole cut in the middle. And then we were trying to sort of manufacture um, ledges and things and sort of be uh, not wasteful so uh, the ledges would fit, fit on the side there. And then there would be a roof on, and that was it to start with. But as we've gone on, um, we've, we want to try and make sure that they sort of don't fall apart after the first few months in the, um, in the trees. So uh, we've actually got some uh, roofing sort of type felt that we sort of put on the top, so it sort of gives it a little bit of a, um, a, a waterproofing. Um, and then um, as we've gone on, um, as I say, we've built in a, an, in a ledge. Some of the other ones here... So this one is sort of getting a little bit more of a, of a prototype. That one's got the ledge fitted on it. Um, and this now, the, the, uh, the Conservation Trust were quite keen to sort of be able to sort of look and see inside the boxes. So we've now sort of designed a, a little flap which sort of just comes down and secures into the bottom there sort of quite simply so that they can actually climb up the tree and just have a little look, hopefully not sort of disturbing anything that's, um, that's in there. Um, so this one's as yet got to have its uh, roof and roofing felt put on. And then I'm not sure if we've got one. Not one at the moment with the, a the luxury version. Inside. Yeah, I don't think the luxury version's in here at the moment. But um, it might be yeah. up in a tree already. It, well, I think they some, some of them more are, might be enjoying it. I think some of them are, but they would have a little sort of uh, obviously a bit of netting that sort of runs from here down to the back. And has it got? Oh, oh look, it's, oh, a, it's, it's a, a double it, bedroom. It is. It is a double bedroom. Yeah, yeah. This is um, this is one that. Uh, I think Paul designs, again, as you can see, slightly different versions. So we're always tinkering around with um, different things. But uh, So this one can now fly in, um, can land on the ledge here, and then down the back here and around the corner um, is where they can sort of come and, and uh, nest in the bottom and then come back up and then sort of come out here to go. So this one, I think, this might be our latest version, I think. What do you reckon, Tom? Is this our latest version? The one with the opening front? The opening. Oh, yeah, this one hasn't got the opening front, has it? That's yeah, that was an idea that we did last week. Yeah, so that's right. Yeah, we've had a look at that one already. So I think if you take this with the opening front, you've probably got the um, latest the design. The latest version. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure that yeah. the creativity will go on. <laughs> but it, yeah, I'm sure it will. I'm sure so it will. But I think we're, we're pretty much there now. Yeah. So do you then also get involved with the actual conservation project? I mean, would you, do you have rural in your, where you live? 
Yes, yes, no, we do. Um, in fact, you know, we're, um, in, in our house, which is sort of just tucked up the uh, Brain Valley in, in Akaroa, we can hear the moorpork. Um, so, yeah, I was thinking of uh, putting one of these up around at our place and just sort of see if we can get the moorpork there. But, no, you, you can hear the moorpork sort of within the Akaroa Harbour Basin. Some of our members have actually taken boxes and put them up in their own um, places in different parts of the peninsula. So we're in one of the um, lowland reserves, the Dock Reserve on Banks Peninsula. It's a nice reserve because it's got a lot of understory in it. Uh, it's also got a number of kahikatea, which are quite rare on the peninsula, and um, some mature matai and some mature totara as well. And we're here just just before sunset, so it's getting dark. Inside the bush it's actually quite dark already. Yes, it is. And you know there's more pork or ruru in here? Yes, uh, we've seen them several times in here and um, several of the local people have reported seeing chicks in here so we know that they have been breeding in here in the past. And uh, we're hoping that uh, we'll be able to see a few tonight. So our task will be to wait or try and attract them somehow? Uh, generally speaking we just sit here and they'll come in. Uh, yesterday they came in around this time anybody's guess whether they'll come tonight <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is Veronica that you won't actually hear them all pork flying in you'll just see them so you've really got to keep your eye on the sky <laughs> so what you're saying is I'm not actually listening out for the call are you expecting to see them coming in you may hear them call but um, often they fly silently in and just sit on a branch next to you and you'll notice them there after a short amount of time Hey, I shall keep my eyes peeled now. It's not really you see it? It's off to the right. It's quite beautiful. I've never seen that close. It's just above us now, isn't yeah. it? Oh my goodness, I can just see them there. That's right. Yeah. So that's how you catch them, to get them coming towards them. Very curious birds. It's literally checking it out yeah. now. Oh my goodness. Oh my god, that's so cool. He's like a meter away from us. It's beautiful. He just flew like within touch of my head. So the females are always bigger than the, the male than the males. So but it's really difficult to tell the sexes apart until you see them both together. Cool. Nice call. <laughs> tell me a bit about the trust's work here. This is the second time you've got the monitoring going That's on right, during the, uh, the springtime. It was started a year ago and we put together a three-year programme where we um, are aiming to engage landowners in Moorpork conservation. And as part of that, we're uh, trying to get an idea of where Moorpork are and aren't on the peninsula. They're quite difficult to monitor because we can't record them using the usual techniques, five-minute bird counts, because they're nocturnal, obviously, so we can't uh, monitor them in the usual way. But you know they're that they are here because people who lived here, they're 
kind of hear them in the night. They so do, you know that. and people love hearing them, and, and um, people seem to have a real connection and affinity for the Mōpōk. But we just don't have a handle on how many there are on the peninsula, and we think that there are um, not very many because there are big gaps in um, the population. We should be hearing them in some of the outer bays, and we're not. The habitat's there, but the Mōpōk don't seem to be. So what are you asking landowners to do when they hear a bird to actually go and see whether they can see it? Yes, they can go and see whether they can see it or um, we just ask them to report back to the trust if they've and heard let, us, let yeah. us know. We've also set up something called Moorpork Mondays where we're trying to focus people's attention on a Monday evening to listen for the Moorpork. It's good to coordinate the listening from a scientific point of view as well because Moorpork move around a lot and so we don't want people listening out um, and hearing Moorpork might be hearing the same more pork when it's moving around, so it's quite good to get everyone listening at the same time. So is there, from the first monitoring ever that you did last spring, is there anything that you can tell in terms of numbers or, you know, just how big well, the actual We've been using acoustic recorders um, to monitor in the more remote areas where we haven't got people listening. Uh, and what we've found really it's early days but what we've found is that the Moorpork tend to be in the lower lying areas and they're not up high in the reserves and a lot of the dock reserves are up high so these reserves like this one in Okuti Valley are really important because they've got lowland habitat and they're uh, a bit more protected from the weather conditions. Yeah we've been doing some uh, looking at our monitoring method for Moorpork and our studies are focused on Fiordland so we are using the acoustic monitors and we're also catching birds to look at the home range, how, how big an area they forage over. And we found the home ranges are quite large, uh, 40 hectares roughly. That's huge. Yeah, and it's much bigger than um, previous studies. Previous work that's been done on Moorpork is mainly on islands, but there's not a lot of information known about Moorpork. So for a, a bird of prey, is that... Unusually large, even in that context, they obviously need a bigger home range because they're hunters. Yeah, I think it's mainly related to food supply. So it's they've got less habitat, but they've got maybe got more food. But in beech forest, there's it's um, there's less food in the beech forest, so they might have to range a bit further. And there's also got um, plagues of rodents that might actually benefit more pork. So when we were studying the um, nesting success of Moorpork, on a year that there was um, a plague of mice, in one night a, f- a male would bring in five mice to the nest and the, the female was just actually storing them in the nest. She wasn't eating them or feeding them to the chicks. So they're filling up the larder. Yeah, and in other years when they've been studying them um, and there's not a lot of mice, they're just bringing in tiny insects. So you can imagine the male has to work really hard to bring enough food and generally when a moorpork lays um, on average two eggs but rarely do they manage to bring up two chicks Just and it's usually to do with food supply so there'll always be one chick that's a little bit smaller and then um, eventually it'll die and then the other one will eat it <laughs> so charming <laughs> so in the year that there was a plague of mice most of the nests raised two chicks which was yeah, pretty impressive. And so I was, because I was living in Christchurch and um, talking to Alison, I was just interested to know in a fragmented habitat 
how far do these birds range? People were saying, oh, yeah, we've got quite a few more pork in our valley. And it's like, well, have you got a few more pork or is it just a pair that are going quite far for food and habitat? So I was interested to try and get an, an idea of what was happening here. So we managed to get a um, a pair with, um, put some transmitters on them to see how far they range. And, and the, the home range was just as big as, as even bigger. Yeah, so it looks like in, in the valley over from where we are now that it was just one pair, possibly two pairs in that valley. And they, they stuck to the same valley, though, because I was always wondering whether they'd go across another valley, but they seemed to stay in that valley. So that was interesting. Warborgs are considered not threatened. Not a common bird either, but not threatened. But what you're saying is that in some areas they could actually be facing food shortages? They're an interesting bird because they're a whole nester, so they're, the females are at risk from predators. And then and because they're a, they're a top predator themselves, they're kind of vulnerable to toxins as well. And there's been an assumption that they would breed every year and be successful every year. But in the Eglinton Valley and Fiordland, um, they haven't been successfully breeding every year. It's about every four to five years that they have a really good year and get two checks out, each have two checks. In other years, it's maybe just one or two that manage to get a check out. So they're not increasing as much as you'd think for a common abundant species. So there's there's a question, as are they, are they declining? And we still don't know that. But anecdotal in- information from around this area was some of the locals have said um, they used to hear more pork and then they don't, they haven't heard them. Or they've started to hear them recently and um, they've seen chicks. So that's really good. And so what happened, you know, 20 years ago, why weren't they hearing more pork and why are they hearing more now? It's trying to get a handle on what's what's been happening in the environment. So it seems quite good here at the moment that they're seeing quite a few chicks. And that was dog scientist Moira Pride. And you also heard Alison Evans from the Banks Peninsula Conservation Trust and Howard Wilson and the team at the Akaroa Main Shed. That's all for now, but you can stay in touch with us on Twitter at rnz underscore science. Kia ora mai. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.